Baseball is back, and I am ready to be heard again. Book of One Podcast, Episode 8. Let's do this. Welcome to the Book of Fun Podcast, Episode 8. My name is Jonathan. I'm so excited for you guys to join me today. Flying solo today, so things will be a little bit different of how it used to be. Um, we have some phenomenal guests, especially Episode 7. If you haven't listened to that yet, I, got, I had my friend Greg and Kurt and Jeff on there, and such a great episode talking about race, um, talking about the climate of our country and what we could do to make it better. So if you haven't listened to that yet and you're listening to this episode, pause it right here, tune into that episode because that episode seems like it's going to be one of the most important I put out. So definitely listen to that. Such a good conversation. I was even able to sit back and listen to hear what it is they had to say and really learn a lot from that conversation. But a lot of happy thoughts today because we're getting some live sports soon. Obviously, that's not the highest priority when it comes to things going on in our country, but it'll be nice to have some live sports on our TVs again. And I have some mixed feelings about that because, one, baseball is finally back after what seemed like a labor negotiation that took forever, just looked terrible on the sport, um, terrible on both the owners and the players. But we finally got baseball. We got a 60-game season, and I've got some feelings because... This year has seemed like a big game of Jumanji. Every month, there seemed to be something different coming our way, something different we had to face, whether that's been COVID, whether it's been the killer bees, whether it's been the endless amount of fireworks throughout the month of June and probably will continue until Independence Day, the 4th of July coming up uh, this weekend. But it seems like every month has a new level, something new that is coming to test us. And for me, this might be a personal battle, but it seems like July and August, which is when baseball will be back, will be the Mets once again torturing my soul. And what I mean by that is that the Mets often have this bad habit of a great start, but then all of a sudden collapsing to bring us hope once again and then destroying our dreams. And this season, there's no time for that. The Mets have done that throughout 162-game seasons. This year, we have a 60-game season. So there is no time for that. But knowing the Mets, knowing their habits, knowing the way they've tortured my soul, I can't imagine the way they would torture my soul during a 60-game season. It's going to be incredible. And I can't wait for you guys to hear my pain, to hear my heartbreak, to hear my, my tormented soul because of what the Mets are doing on the baseball field. Now last year, last year was full of all kinds of emotions, but it felt like two different seasons in one. I can't imagine what they will put me through during a 60 game season in the middle of a pandemic. I can't wait, I can't wait wait for you guys to hear my heartbreak. It's gonna be great, it's gonna make for some great content, so I'm excited for that. But I'm excited for baseball, I'm excited um, I'm sad that I won't be able to make it to City Field this year. Um, it seems like they're not allowing fans for the rest of the year, and for good reason. 
Um, obviously, we wouldn't want this to spread, to spread any further uh, amongst the fans and amongst the, and to the players as well. Uh, it's for the safety of everybody. So I completely understand that. Well, while I will be sad that I won't be able to pay $30 for the beer and a hot dog, I am happy that we're going to get some live baseball on my TV. So it's going to be 40 games, no, 60 games, 40 games uh, within the division and 20 games, 20 interleague games against teams within that region. So the Mets will face opponents within the NL East for 40 games and then 20 games against the AL East uh, teams like the Red Sox, Rays, Orioles, and of course those dreadful Yankees. And don't forget the Blue Jays as well. So it's going to be an exciting year. Uh, There's no time to have a slump. There's no time to, uh, you know, kind of get started or get warmed up. You've Basically, got to get be warmed up and be ready for the season when it starts on July 23rd or 24th. Now, with that being said, I want to give an early season prediction. And I want to give a prediction based off of what a year it's been. And I know you just heard me rant about them. But I'm going to give a World Series pick right here on the Book of Juan podcast. And I'm going to give you my reason for it. And it has, the crazy thing is it has nothing to do with baseball. Hope you guys are ready for this. So 2020 has been nothing but chaos. Absolute chaos. From a whole pandemic breaking out, from us losing Kobe, to the killer bees, to the fireworks. It's been absolute chaos. And there's no baseball team that defines chaos like the New York Mets. So what a 2020 thing for the Mets to win the World Series. And here's why I think they'll win it. Because 2020 has been a disaster. The Mets are an absolute disaster. So those two go hand in hand. But here's another reason why. I've been waiting for a Mets championship my entire life. It would be such a Mets thing to win a championship during half a season So that when I finally am able to express my joy regarding a championship, when I'm finally able to celebrate a Mets championship, I'll get Yankee fans and I'll get fans from all over the world telling me that's a half a championship. That's not a real championship. I'm ready for the two and a half World Series jokes. I'm ready for the, oh, of course the Mets would only win during a half a season. I'm ready for that. And I know the Mets are going to put me through that. So that's why I'm making my World Series prediction right now. The Mets will win the 2020 half world series and if you think for one second that i won't celebrate that mets world series like they played 162 games you are out your mind you got yourself wrong right there because i'm celebrating that like they played 200 games during the year and like it was a full season i'm ready to celebrate i got my my spot on on the uh canada heroes ready because the mets are going to win this year and you could quote me on that the mets the New York Mets will win the 2020 World Series championship. And another thing that I often promise at the beginning of the season because it seems so impossible, but this year it's going to happen. If and when the Mets win the 2020 World Series, I will go blonde. I will dye my hair blonde if the Mets win the World Series. Quote me on that. Now, speaking of sports... We also got the NBA back. We get some ball finally, and I'm excited because it seems like Adam Silver's been on top of this entire thing, taking cautions, taking precautions when it comes to uh, 
scheduling games and uh, creating a quarantined bubble out in Disney World. I'm so sad I'm not in Florida right now because I'd love to get the chance to not only watch NBA basketball, but take a tram or, or a uh, monorail five minutes and head over to Disney World. But the NBA is going to be playing there at a quarantine bubble inside the ESPN Worldwide of Sports. And that's going to be exciting because it's basically going to be a nine-game regular season uh, just to determine seeding, and then they go right into the playoffs. But here's where my luck with sports runs out again. My Brooklyn Nets are currently the seventh seed. The roster of my Brooklyn Nets contains NBA champions Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, All-Star Center DeAndre Jordan, We've got Spencer Dinwiddie, and all of those guys will not be making the trip to Orlando. Spencer's still undecided, but he's uh, caught the virus. I hope him and DeAndre uh, heal well. They both uh, tested positive for COVID-19, so I hope they get well soon above all else. But leave it to my basketball team to go to Orlando to represent the Brooklyn Nets in the playoffs with the practice squad. At this point, I could probably try out and play for the Nets in Orlando the way they are desperate for for roster depth right now. I could go over there right now. Suit me up. Sean Marks, if you're listening to this, I am ready. I'm ready to go play for you guys out there. I may shoot some air balls. I may not be able to handle the ball well, but I can play some pretty decent defense. And when I say decent, um, it's pretty close to poor. So if you need me, if you need a body there, if you need somebody to motivate the team, I am ready. And I am, I just got tested the other day. I tested negative. So I am ready to go. Sign me up. But the Nets is probably going to be a throwaway round. It's going to be, um, basically, we're going to be able to see how the rest of the roster plays. Uh, I'm excited because it's a chance for Karis LeVert to show what, what he's got. Um, guys like uh, Kurooks and... The uh, Zan and Musa, I'm hoping I'm saying his first name right, but it's uh, guys like Joe Harris to really show what they have on a national stage. And I do believe they can make some noise. I do believe they'll make the playoffs. They won't lose their playoff spot. But if they're facing a team like the Bucks, they're going to be out the first round. But it'll be pretty interesting to see how they compete against them without some of the top guys like Durant, Irving, Jordan, Dinwiddie, and the list goes on. But we got some basketball coming up. And I really think the Lakers are going to win this year. I do think uh, LeBron is focused. He's zoned in. Um, So is AD, and that team had seemed to be clicking before all of this happened, and they seem to be determined and set on one goal, and that is the NBA championship. And with everything that's happened uh, with Kobe, with with Gianna Bryant, um, may they rest in peace, Um, with everything that's happened with California and how what they've gone through in terms of uh, during this pandemic, I think the Lakers have more than enough motivation to bring that championship to Los Angeles. I really think the Lakers aren't going to win it. It's going to be interesting to see how them and the Clippers face off. I hope they face off in the playoffs so we can see a a seven-game series between the two. But I do think the Los Angeles Lakers will win the NBA Finals. And I don't think uh, there should be an asterisk next to it. I don't think uh, it should not count in people's eyes because they did play a majority of the season. And it takes a lot to be able to stop the season for three months, and then prepare again and go right into playoff basketball. So I do think the Lakers are going to win it. LeBron James will get his fourth championship and bring it to Los Angeles. Will that solidify his status as the GOAT? 
that's another podcast. That's another conversation because we can probably go hours on who is the greatest of all time when it comes to basketball. But speaking of Disney, some news last week when it came to Disney World, Splash Mountain out, Princess and the Frog in. Splash Mountain out, Princess and the Frog in. Now, I won't lie to you. I was not educated when it came to Splash Mountain. I thought it was just an outdated movie, but I had no clue that it had some pretty controversial ties. The origin of Splash Mountain and where the characters came from was a movie called Song of the South. And I had no clue of this when going to Disney World. I just thought it was some characters they made for the ride. But it did have some pretty, pretty controversial ties. Pretty racist ties, if you ask me. Um, I came across this Instagram post the other day on someone's um, story. And I'm going to read to you what it says about this movie and what it was about. And what this movie did was it showed a sanitized version of the Reconstruction era South-making plantation life seemed peaceful without showing any of the difficulties of difficulties and violence black people faced during that time. Uncle Remus is an, adap- an adaption of the Uncle Tom caricature. The, he had that happy slave portrayal and he was content with life on the plantation. Uncle Toms are loyal and non-threatening to white people. Now, the fact that this was a movie, and, I, and obviously the movie is not available to watch, and, um, but the characters, are in the, the characters that are in Splash Mountain are in this movie as well. And the fact that this was built at Disney World, the fact that this was, uh, has been up for so long, is crazy to me. And knowing this, knowing the racist ties, knowing the controversial ties to this Song of the South movie, it should have been gone a long time ago. First of all, it's being replaced by Princess and the Frog. Which you, if you haven't seen that movie, that movie is an absolute classic. Each song is a bop. And I'm excited to hear that instead of zippity doo dah the whole time. I can't, ima- I can't imagine what they're going to do uh, with the, uh, the background, the scenery. And when you walk in, uh, making it old New Orleans style. Hear a lot of jazz, I'm sure. And I'm, I'm hoping they put up Tiana's uh, restaurant, too, because I've never been to New Orleans, but give me a New Orleans menu and I'll try the food. But it should have been, Splash Mountain should have been gone a long time ago. Princess and the Frog is a, bro, it's a bop. It should have been, been made an attraction, and I can't wait to see what they do with it. And if you look at the Disney World post uh, making it official, you see a lot of people crying about the fact that their favorite Splash Mountain is leaving. Now, I get the fact that, you know, you had a favorite ride at Disney World and it's leaving. But think of the reason why it's going away. Think, think of the people who are familiar with that movie. They have to ride that ride or go to Disney World and see that there. And it reminds them of that movie. It reminds them of the message that it portrayed that the plantation slave life was happy and peaceful. That, that's insane. Think about how they would feel. Now, the fact that you are more concerned about your favorite ride and concerned about the childhood memories that you had on that ride over how a person would feel and how that ride might make them feel inferior, it's crazy and it shows the lack of compassion that we have in this country, the lack of empathy that we have in this country. 
So goodbye, Splash Mountain. I'm excited to see you go. And I'm excited to see what they're going to do with this new ride. Speaking of empathy, speaking of compassion, there's been an uproar in our country. One that is embarrassing. One that if you were watching from afar, from Europe, from Canada, from Asia, and were watching what is going on in the United States right now, you'd probably laugh. Because people are bent all out of shape when it comes to wearing a mask. Not the fact that black lives don't seem to matter in our country. Not the fact that there are constant injustice going on in our country. No. It's the fact that we have to wear a mask. This is crazy. I mean, it really reflects the lack of compassion, the lack of empathy you have for other people. Because I understand maybe you don't think a mask works. Fine. If you want to think that, you think that, fine. But you still should wear it. Why? Because it's about the other person as well. Wearing a mask not only protects you, but protects the other person. The fact that people are, are fighting about this and making it a political issue. It's not a political issue. It's a human issue. It's a health issue. And the fact that you're making a fuss about wearing a mask for 15 minutes when you leave your house is insanity. There's so much more to protest about, so much more to cause uproar about, not about wearing masks. I saw a video today on Twitter People from Sanford, Florida. I don't know what's going on in Florida. It might be that terrible Florida tap water, but something's going on over there. The fact that Florida's going nuts. It's crazy. The the people in Sanford were protesting, saying, my body, my choice about wearing a mask. They don't want to wear a mask because it is their choice. Meanwhile, Florida's rates have hit 100,000 new COVID cases today, which is a new record. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. You can say science may lie, but numbers don't lie. Wear a mask. It's not about you. It's not about your right or your body. It's about not only protecting yourself or protecting your neighbor. It's about loving your neighbor. And I really wish the people in our country would put more of a focus and more of an emphasis on loving their neighbor. Which is what Jesus commands us to do, by the way. Is love our neighbor. That's it. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's it. But the fact that we can't do a simple thing like wear a mask shows where we've gone as a country. No sense of compassion. No sense of empathy. And regardless of what political side you stand on, this is not a political issue. It's not. It's not not about being a Republican or a Democrat. Wearing a mask doesn't show that you're weak. Wearing a mask doesn't show that you're scared, but it shows that you're compassionate. So please, anyone listening to this, please wear a mask. It's a temporary inconvenience. Temporary. I was just out there in, at Central Park in 90 degrees wearing a mask. It, doesn't, it is not comfortable. But it's a temporary inconvenience 
so that way this virus does not spread. I commend Governor Cuomo specifically on how he dealt with this COVID-19 pandemic. He has a lot of flaws, a lot of pros and cons that we won't discuss here, but the way he's handled this pandemic by stating the facts, by staying calm, by instructing New Yorkers to wear a mask, by instructing New Yorkers to stay home, by constantly not delivering news conferences in fear, but with the facts and letting us know how we can fight this. And as a result of it, the numbers show New York is, when it comes to this pandemic, New, York's, New York is one of the best in the country, which before it, it was almost like a dead zone. Nobody wanted to come here. Nobody was coming near the tri-state area. But the fact that our numbers have improved that much shows that it starts from the top. And I'll leave it at that because we won't get into politics here. It starts at the top. Great leadership will reflect on those under you. If you're a great leader, those under you will be great as well. Cuomo has done an amazing job during this pandemic. I commend him for it. And let's continue to fight through this. We got this. We're going to get through this. Uh, I don't know when. There's no time frame. That's the difficulty of all this and is that there seems to be no end. But I know there is an end. There is a point when this is going to be over. There is going to be a point where we don't have to wear a mask anymore. But we just have to stick with it for now. It's almost over. It's a temporary inconvenience. And when you think about wearing a mask, don't just think about how uncomfortable you feel right now. But think about how you are helping to flatten the curve. Think about how you are helping to not spread the virus to other people. It's a simple act of compassion, a single, a simple act of empathy, a minor inconvenience that makes such a significant impact. So please, regardless of your political party, regardless of where you stand, please wear a mask. If you want, even get creative with it. Get yourself a mask that has your favorite sports team on it. Get yourself a mask that has your favorite character on it. Get yourself a mask that says something funny on it. I saw I saw a Drake mask in the um, if you if you're reading this, I forgot I forgot the name of that album, but on the mask it says if you're reading this, you're too close. Get creative with it. Have fun with it. This isn't going away anytime soon. But just have fun with it while it's here. While we're inconvenienced, you might as well have some fun, some fun with it. As the restrictions start to lifting up, um, we're going to have some new guests onto the podcast. Um, I got some ideas that I want to bring forth, some episodes that I want to do, and some guests I have in mind to bring on. So there's, there's some more things coming up for season one, especially with more sports coming up. There's more things to talk about now, um, not just the pandemic, but there's so much more that we can discuss so much more new content that we could put out. So I'm excited to have that going very soon. So that's it for episode eight. Uh, If you haven't yet, please uh, rate and subscribe on iTunes. Um, It's a big help for the podcast, even some feedback from me. Um, Let me know if I'm doing great. Let me know if I'm doing terrible, but I want to hear from you guys. So if you're liking a podcast, if you ever give some five stars there, leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. With that being said, thank you guys for checking out this episode. This is Jonathan signing off. Talk to you guys soon.